0: I'm just going to read um, something to you. Um, it is actually from John's Gospel. And it's about something that Jesus said about himself. And we're going to just think about it. Well, I'll read this little passage for you first of all. It's in John 15. I'm just going to read the first few verses. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does not bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit of itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me, They are the words of Jesus. And I want us just for a few minutes to uh, think about that. I want us to start by thinking really uh, a little phrase that we use an awful lot. And this little phrase that we do use a lot is um, to fall short. You ever heard that? I have. Because there are times throughout life when we actually do fall short. And we fall short of other people's expectations parents i'm sure as a child i very often fell short of what they expected of me might have been simply when i was learning to walk doesn't he walk yet should be walking you know so really they expect that you are walking by that age so you fall short of their expectations then we go to the teacher in school. And the teacher, well, I always fell short of the teacher, and I used to get what you probably get those reports that you weren't supposed to open, but you did open and you did have a peek, and then you thought, can I give it to the doc and say, it's Judy? And I always got this at the, at the end like it was, Edward could do better. Yeah, you had one of them. I've had loads of them. Edward could do better. Falling short of the teacher's expectations. Friends, colleagues, we all fall short. Falling short can also damage the expectations that you have of yourself. The job interview. You go to in all confidence. You've prepared yourself for it. You sit down. You go through the interview. You come out. People say, how'd you get on? And you said, I think I did all right. And then you get the letter in the post. You have not got the job because you fall short of what that person expected. I used to love playing football. I still love playing football if I could, but I can't. In fact, I couldn't play very well then, but I did play. From my teens right through to my 30s, most Saturdays I was out there playing. And I thought, oh, we're going to win. Very often we didn't. I can always remember coming home on a Saturday afternoon after the match, and I got my boots in the full of the mud, and my dad would say, How'd you get on? And I'd say, You got beat. And he'd say, oh, Again. <laughs> you know. mm-hmm. Because we felt sure of our expectations. We went out there. Thinking that we would win and we didn't and even when we played a team where we thought we had very little chance of winning against I can remember doing that it's gonna be hard we probably won't win but to get beat 7-0 you know that's falling short how'd you get on you know we dad again we got beat what was the score 7-0 what was that you know fell short oh my expectations if I wanted to join the golf club and I went along they probably wouldn't accept me. I'd probably fall short. I've got no clubs. I don't play golf. I don't really like it. So <laughs> I wouldn't have a chance, would I? But if I went and applied, I would fall short of their expectations. I know that. And I would be excluded. I'm going to tell you something now, which really uh, I shouldn't tell you, um, but I will. It's a bit of a confession. Our shower leaks. <laughs> the result of the leaking shower is that we have a hole in our kitchen ceiling. My attempts to put it right have fallen short of my wife's expectations, (laughs) very short of my wife's expectations. And I think the need now is for me to acknowledge that and to go and get hold of somebody who can do the job. You've seen that advert, haven't you, where, you know, the guy's waiting to sit down for this nice meal with his his wife or his girlfriend and, and the toilet's blocked, he's trying to unblock it. And she slips the phone under the door. There's a man for that. You know, there's someone who can do it. Watch the advert. Uh, When you see the advert, think about this. There's a man for that. This is true of life. There are also truths in the Bible. And these truths in the Bible are important. And they are relevant. And they show us how we fall short of what God expects of us. And how our efforts to put that right just fail, because we haven't got the wherewithal to do it. One of the verses is this, and this is a truth: all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That results in exclusion from God. That's that's pretty serious, that. And that's how we stand. But then there's another verse which is if you like the remedy and it's another truth in the Bible while we were still sinners Christ died for us so he can put it right, he has put it right and we need to let him put that situation right with us between us and God that is Jesus on some occasions when Jesus was asked who he was his reply would start with the two words I am that's why we're going through this series. And we've had a little look at some of them already. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. And I'm speaking to his followers. That's those who believed in him. Those who had put their trust in who he is. Who had recognised their need of Jesus. And he's speaking to them. And he said, I am the vine. I want you to just take this point from this it means that we are connected Jesus speaking to his disciples and he's saying we are connected not because of what they've done but because of who he is and for what he has done now the vine grapes. I've got some here look at that now these usually especially for the older people will go hand in hand with a bottle, a glass bottle of Lucasade, yeah, in a bottle about that big, which had this like cellophane on it, which was yellow, right, and you would have these in one hand, the bottle in the other, and you would go to the hospital, and you would leave it with whoever you'd gone to see. Now grapes are still important, they're important for food, they're important for drink, very important in the days when Jesus said this and he may have even been going past the grapevine and he was pointing out the importance of the grapes but you know the grapes are great but if I take a grape off here (coughs) this grape is great but of itself it can't do very much it's just a grape it needed to be attached to this group in order for it to be what it is a grape but this group here that also in order to be what it is needed to be attached to a branch and that branch no matter how strong it is or how good it looks it had to be attached to the vine because with a branch and no vine there's no bunch and there's no grapes so you know this is what Jesus is saying needing to be part of there's a lot in here that Jesus is saying and there's an awful lot we can take from but what I want us to take away here is the importance of being one with Jesus and of Jesus being one with us right that's the Position, he's describing and in doing that he's speaking to his disciples but he's teaching you and I a lesson whether we are his followers or not and it's very important what he's saying here it starts with us it's about you and I falling short of God's requirements, failing in what he requires for us to be One, together. And the result of that is that we are excluded. Exclusion. But how is it that we get into that state? We are one with Jesus and right with God. Jesus died on a cross. And that is the means by which we can be attached to him. The unacceptable but you and I are unacceptable to God as we are. The unacceptable being accepted by God through our belief and our trust in his death, in his resurrection because he took the punishment for our sins. And I want to leave you with this question that we can ask ourselves am I connected to the one who has said I am the true vine to the one who has said I am the door that is the way into God's presence the one who said I am the good shepherd because he is the one who guides us and takes us in there I am the the light of the world because he shines that light into our hearts and exposes how we really are. And then, when we are connected to him, through what he did when he died on the cross, we can then follow that light and be guided. And he is the bread, our bread, our sustenance. I'm gonna read you a poem, and I want you to think about it. Because what we're looking at here is Jesus saying, look, you can't do it on your own, you're like a grape that wouldn't be there, shouldn't be there unless it was connected to the group, the bunch. And the bunch shouldn't be there, couldn't be there unless you connected to the branch. And the branch couldn't be there or shouldn't be there unless it's connected to me. And Jesus said, I am the true vine. So, you want to put things right with God? You want to get right with God? I can't, you can't. Jesus did it for us. So, he is the man who can. And uh, I'm going to read this poem. I'm going to finish with this. I want you to think about it. We're going on a journey. We sat out in the car. You've hoovered it. You've washed it. It's gleaming like a star. You might say it's like greased lightning. It's such a lovely ride. But below this fine exterior... A problem lurks inside. Feel the acceleration. The road becomes a blare. Let's open up the sunroof. Feel the breeze rush through our hair. If you've got any. The miles rush by behind us. We run free without a care. But there's that problem with the engine. Unnoticed, but still there. Then suddenly it happens. The judder and the smoke. We stop, lift up the bonnet. I think the engine's broke. We're stranded at the roadside. We're left without a plan. You know that we can't fix it. But I know a man who can. And so I make the phone call. We wait, lost and depressed. But spirits are soon lifted by that bright, fluorescent vest. The yellow van, the AA man, he arrives upon the scene, makes pleasant conversation, asks us where we've been. We feel better already. He's such a lovely bloke. But he's come to give us bad news and confirms the engine's broke. He explains to us the problem, the cures beyond our scope. And he tells us he can fix it. And he has come to bring us hope. But it's not about the car that's broken. It's God's relationship with man. It's beyond our power to fix it. There is a man who can. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for who you are and we ask that you just help us to understand our position before a holy God. How we are lost. How we have a problem. How we can't put it right. But there is a man who can. The man whose name is Jesus. The man who was God incarnate. The one who died on a cross. The one who paid the price for our sin. And our Father just... Give us the wisdom to be able to see our need and to accept what he can give us to make us right with God. We ask it in his no, His holy name. Amen. Amen. Think about what we said. If you've got any questions, just come and ask. You know, Rob here, I mean, there's other people here. That's what we're here for. We're here to talk, we're here to listen.